Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McAllen. Do you want to increase your social life? And do you want to get a new job and have someone special to share life with? Today's guest, Adriana Prokopenko, is the cure to all of your problems. Adriana may be a blind teacher by day in her home of Macedonia, but by night, Adriana runs four Facebook groups to keep blind people talking and happy. Her four groups are called Blind Pen Pals, Group for Blind Christians, Jobs for the Blind, and Group for Visually Impaired Singles. To talk more about the groups and how they might cure loneliness, and to tell a little bit about herself, Adriana joins us. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. We want to get the 411 on you. Both the American Association of Blind Teachers and the National Federation of the Blind say that you were born three months premature with retinopathy of prematurity in your hometown of Macedonia, Skopje. Is that, is that, is that where you were born, Skopje? Yeah, it's pronounced Skopje. Skopje. You were born there in the late 70s. You lived in this incubator for just over two months. I was also born three months premature with retinopathy of prematurity, and I spent some time in the incubator too. Both the AABT and the NFB mention that the incubator's oxygen gave you retinopathy of prematurity. What's your current vision? Uh, actually, I have no vision. I can just see light and dark, but that's it. And when I had the tests on me, it didn't show that I had any vision. So I haven't had, and the, it it couldn't be fixed. So you know, that's that's what happened. And I try to live my life as best as I can as a blind person, I guess. You even went to the only school for the blind, Dimitar Vlov, in Macedonia. How did you secure your education? and work your way up the career ladder from going to the school to teaching blind kids English? I think I was a very curious child, and I was lucky that my first elementary school teacher was, like, she could see a lot about me at that time, so she always tried to help me kind of raise up myself up from one level to another, even though some of the resources were very limited. Braille was very limited and books were not available. We, you know, had to kind of do a lot of the things that we had to do just with the Perkins and by rewriting things from the book and like, you know, by the help of the teacher and all that. And when I started to learn English, it opened some new doors for me as well because it was always exciting to be able to hear and understand all these different programs that are now on TV because they always go with subtitles and if you're blind you can't really read that and I always wanted to understand them as they are and learn more about other parts of the world at that time so that helped me as well because I 
I started learning English when I was 10 and, and I had a really great teacher. So, so she also saw the interest in me and kind of, you know, tried to help me learn it as, as much as I could learn in, in those limited conditions. And then what happened was that I decided that I wanted to become an English teacher myself. So I had to leave that school when I was 15 and go to a regular high school because they offered more English lessons there. So I went there for four years and then I made my way up to the U.S. I got a scholarship to do a one-year study at the Overbrook School for the Blind in Philadelphia and I learned blindness skills there, which was really a great experience for me. And from then on, I got another scholarship and, and went to study in North Cyprus and then got my degree in English language teaching. So that's how it went. <laughs> One of our listeners, Adriana, Roger Williamson from Cumberland, Maryland, he's an instructor for the blind and visually impaired adults over the age of 55 at Blind Industries and Services of Maryland. He asks... How are societal attitudes in your country compared with those in England and the U.S.? I think it depends where you live. I think in, in, in the capital and in the larger cities, it's a bit better. And in the villages and small towns, things are kind of really worse. Like, you know, they don't really know at all how to behave with someone who is disabled. And not just that, but they just think that is the worst thing that happens to you. And I think some people even think that it's better to die than to live like that. And they just never see a way out or think anything positive in any way about how you can improve things. And I guess for them, that's it. And in larger cities, I think because we lack the resources and all those things that that, that many people can do, the kind of the, the public awareness is, is very low and some people try to do what they can. Some people have done a little of public speaking or whatever they can and some people kind of like try to go out and do things so that they can get to know other people and and all that. But, you know, there are like organizations for the disabled, but mainly people get the most help from family and friends and if they don't have that, it's very difficult to survive in this country. We're going to get into your Facebook groups now because we want to learn how blind people like us can improve both our personal and professional lives. We have had many of our listeners here, including Jason Ion from Palm Springs, California. By the way, he's totally blind. He teaches Braille to the blind at the Rancho Mirage Braille Institute. And he's totally blind himself. And people like him, listeners like him, want to know more about the Facebook groups that you run to improve the lives of blind people. According to the podcast, The Blind Matter, which you were recently interviewed on, you do these four Facebook groups while you hold down this demanding teaching job during the day. The Facebook groups that you have, they introduce the blind and visually impaired people to each other, and you cover various topics that affect their lives. They're called Blind Pen Pals, Group for Blind Christians, 
jobs for the blind, and groups for visually impaired singles. What gave you the idea to start these four groups? I have always had friends that are blind from all over the world, you know, throughout my studies and with the internet, you know, the kind of the circle of friends and, and people that I know kind of expanded and not just that, but I have read a lot about blindness and what blind people face and deal with in all parts of of the world, not just because like, you know, it's my profession, but because it interests me and I'm blind as well. And I know that many people need a lot of help and support and to be able to connect with other people. And I had the idea that if I started introducing some of my friends that I had with some of my other friends that they didn't know, it would be a great thing. I, I had a great circle of friends, so that's how it started. Your first group, Blind Pen Pals, it allows for the blind people to talk to each other and make friends. I just joined the group and I found that introducing myself to the fellow members was very easy. How do you think the listeners who want to join the group should introduce themselves to the fellow members? It's very easy because I guess, you know, when these people join, I always recommend it to them. I tell them, please look at the back post so that they can learn about the group and see how we started and and how we kind of got where we are. And then when they do that, it's so much easier for them to introduce themselves and, you know, be a part of it. And then I guess they can tell us some things about them, like who they are, where they live and their age and, and the kind of things that they like to do and, and, you know, what they do in real life and their hobbies and interests and, and the kind of pen pals that they would like to have and all that. And when members hear that, they, of course, say hello and, and, and message them and, you know, like then they're able to even comment on their other posts and it helps them learn more about them. And by that, the things are just building up even more. So it's easy. <laughs> What should the current members do if they want to continue talking to each member and keep being friends? Many people talk through comments when someone posts, they do that. And also, if someone would like to have that person as a friend and, and want to keep talking to them, they can always, uh, there is a link of their profile on the top when they write. They can open that and, and message this person and tell them that. Most of the people, they have their messages options turn on even if they're not friends with that person they can tell them in a comment now with skype and email and, and all those things they can you know even talk even do voice and, and all that so it's it just you know it doesn't have any limits there's another facebook group that you have called group for blind christians hence the word christians i assume that this is the group for the blind religious folks who practice Christianity and worship at their local churches, right? Speaking Out for the Blind isn't one of those religious shows like the 700 Club. ACB Radio does air Christian music and gospel music, though. On that group, there are Christians. Some people worship more, some people worship less, and some people want to worship, but they find it hard to get to and from church so you know we have christian members that are are facing all these things and we of course accept anyone who wants to be a part of that and we talk about religious matters and 
sometimes some people feel like we need to pray for them about things so we do that on the group and we're soon planning to start some skype chat group calls and conferences together with the people that are interested and sometimes we even put out some music videos or a nice concert or a worship that someone is inspired by they put it on the group and then the group can enjoy it so it's a great place as well <laughs> that's good your other facebook group jobs for the blind supports the blind and visually impaired who are looking to find and support each other to secure and maintain their rewarding dream careers how does the group do just that well, when I started the group, knowing in mind that they estimate that throughout the world, 90% of the blind people are not working, and many of them, they have some like great education. They're so limited in that regard, even if they have the education that it wanted to, like, it made me start up this group, hoping that it would be a good place for people that need this to be able to connect to each other and to be able to learn out of the group. They're also free to post job ads that they see somewhere else that are valid. I also do that. I post job ads that I read on lists, other lists and, you know, other places. I've even told, you know, other people, they know it well by now that if they have some kind of a, a job or a volunteer opportunity or something else that may lead up to a job, to email it to me and then I post it on the group. So whatever I hear about anything in any part of the world, I just post that because you never know. Even if that person, you know, is not able to apply, maybe they know someone else that they can forward this info. And I've even told people that you can join if you're looking for a job. And, you know, even if you're not looking for a job, but want to help some blind people who can't use Facebook for some reason, you can also join so that they can forward the information to them. And we also talk about job-related problems. I know that the ACB, some time ago, they had this video uh, on employment done on how to raise awareness to organizations and other people about what the blind people can do. So we put up that video there and, and we discussed about it and, and people were really impressed to see something like that. ACB and ACB Radio are truly wonderful organizations that help the blind. So, so we talked about sharing the job postings. How do you make sure that the postings come from credible sources and not from, say, unreliable sources where the members can be pulled into job scams? Once you are part of it and a part of the internet, you kind of learn. So what happens is that I know the people that send me these ads. I know that I can trust them about things like that because many of them, they have these problems as well. And then I also see those job ads on different, you know, uh, lists that are for helping blind people get jobs that go by email in, in different magazines. So I know that they're completely valid and I have also heard of these places and I even think that Industries for the Blind had some offers there that I put out and the Lighthouse and, you know, different orientation and mobility places and things that I have heard about even before and even if not, I do a bit of a research about them and try to, you know, make sure that what I post is okay and if not... <sighs> When people post something that you think is not valid, it usually shows. 
I know that in the past someone tried to post something about their business idea and what happened was that they did that and they never told anyone about this company or anything like that. They just said, if you're interested, email me. And that kind of, you know, gave me a bit of a clue. And that turned out that that was a spam. I think someone was trying to pull members into something that wasn't, you know, right. And I took out that person right away and told the members that, you know, to, you know, not accept something like that because I would hate for someone to be let into something that's that's like that. It's not the purpose of the group. So, Your fourth Facebook group is a group for singles. How do the members offer dating advice, meet each other online, create successful relationships, just do all of this stuff together, just like Match.com? Right. You know, when you write your introductory message and what you're looking for, sometimes, like, you know, some people, they write something very basic, and I advise them that at least it's a good thing that they write more about all that about themselves and, and what they're looking for, at least, you know, the basics. And then it's a bit easier for others to kind of relate to them in that regard so that they can start interacting with them and writing to them if they think that person that can turn into a friendship or something more. And sometimes, you know, even by writing, when you share interests with someone, when you share comments, when you share views, you can kind of sense Maybe this person would like to talk to me further. These members, they can add themselves and they can, you know, use Skype and, and, and a group conference or something like that to be able to, you know, interact with one another even more than that. Are all of your groups accessible with JAWS and Zoom text? Yes, they're all accessible. But I just advise if you're totally blind and if, you're, if you are using a speech program, to use m.facebook.com and to use the Internet Explorer because that site works better with Internet Explorer. And if you're using the phone I or other devices, I have never used them, but most people say that they're pretty much accessible. So they should be able to access the groups by doing a search, by typing the correct name that they will see. And I guess you can also provide the group's names and my email address on the page so that they can be able to contact me and, and join my groups. How can our listeners access and join the groups? When they log on Facebook and they see the names of the groups, even if they remember it from their call or uh, when they see them on your page of the interview, then they can type the correct name into the Facebook search box and they should look for the link of the group with that exact name and then when they click on it there is a button down the group called join button so what they have to do is click on that and then I'll be able to approve them and you know let them be a part of the group. How can our listeners who want careers in teaching learn more about how you became a teacher? They can always, you know, contact me or they can, you know, you can also put up all these links that I gave you of my, my other like previous articles and interviews that I have done. Feel free to do that as well. So when they are able to open that information, I guess they would be able to learn more about me and, and, and what it was like for me. 
What I'm going to do, Adriana, is after this show airs next week, I'm going to post the information about all the groups that we talked about today and all the information that you gave me about you and also your email address. We are going to have a list up on the show website, speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com and also through the ACB discussion list. I'm going to have a full list of the links about you, your groups, and also your email address and Skype address so that everybody who wants to get in touch with you for help can get in touch with you or they can also join the groups and, of course, learn more about you as well. We're going to do this after the show airs. I'm going to email it to you first, see what you think, and then send it off to the lists. Speaking out for the Blind Facebook page, the Twitter page, and also the website. And that's the plan for that. But before we go, what advice do you have for our listeners who want to become teachers or have more well-rounded lives? I think the main reason, I mean, the main thing with, you know, all that is to find what interests you. And then once you do that... And, you know, be able to do whatever you can outside and, you know, with other people in that regard to, to let, you know, other people know that, okay, I'm interested in this and I'd like to do more of this. And then I guess these, you know, um, teenagers and, and, and others that are younger, adults will probably recognize it in them as well. And then nowadays with the internet and all that, with organizations, I guess most of the time, like in Western Europe and in the U.S., I think there are limitless opportunities out there. Even if you just do a Google search for like some main keywords, you can kind of access so much with about them and what they're doing and their activity. Adriana, your story is going to inspire listeners to join the Facebook groups. Maybe get the next teaching career and just live happy and healthy lives. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. I just want to real quickly thank all of my listeners for sending in their questions, for listening to the show, and providing their constant support. Without their support, speaking out for the blind wouldn't continue. Remember, listeners, I'm going to be posting all of Adriana's links and information to the show website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. I also welcome your comments on this program. You may visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You may also contact me at McCallan3 at Comcast.net. That's M C C A L L E N, the number three. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. The 
following public service announcement is presented by acbradio.org. Applications for NIB Fellowship now being accepted. National Industries for the Blind NIB is accepting applications for Fellowship for Leadership Development. Fellowship combines business focus on the job experience with professional development activity. If you're legally blind and have an undergraduate degree or higher, work experience and a passion for business, you're invited to apply for this salaried program. Fellows are selected based on experience, competence, academic achievement, motivation, references, and interviews. Successful fellows have landed managerial positions in the NIB network of associated nonprofit businesses as well as the broader business community. To apply for this fellowship, go to www.nib.org and follow the links to Business Leaders Programs section. Hi, this is Rick Morin, the co-host of The Yin Yang Show, along with my good friend Brian Charlson. The Yin Yang Show can be heard every Thursday here on ACB Radio Interactive. For those of you in Boston, like we are, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time every Thursday evening. Now, what do we do in The Yin Yang Show? Well, we play music, and the songs that we play, we play in yin-yang pairs. When we play a yin, the song will have a certain word in the title or a certain meaning, and then the yang will have an opposite word or an opposite meaning we want you to be a big part of the show also you'll get to make requests and complete our yin yang pairs you could even call us and we'll put you on the air so tell you what why don't you tune in thursday from 6 p.m to 9 p.m eastern time and before long you'll get the yang of it acb radio